We will be reading today out of the New International Version, uh, and we'll be in Luke 11, starting in verse 1. But first, let's go to the Lord in prayer of illumination. Dear Lord, illuminate our hearts with your love and guidance. Enlighten us as we seek to know you through your word, so that we may receive and understand every word you speak to us, and then do your will for the sake of God's glory and kingdom. In the name of Jesus, amen. Luke 11, starting in verse 1. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, suppose one of you had a friend. And he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, Lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet, because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will open to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, would give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The word of the Lord for the people of God. We are in the middle of a sermon series. on foundations for 2023. And I, this is the second uh, in the series. And I asked three weeks ago the unfair question, if any of you have made New Year's resolutions, and a couple of you had, and that's good. And if you have that discipline, that's wonderful. I don't. <laughs> I always break them early. Um, that's just the way I am. But I think on a larger scale, I think what God wants from us is for us to set foundations for each new year. Some, some ideas as to how we are going to get closer to God. So that whatever happens in our year, we know that God has been with us throughout. And, you know, on social media, you see all this. You see this a lot. At the end of every year, people are like, oh, this was a dumpster fire this last year. And, okay, maybe it was for you, but... My challenge is, 
by the end of every year, I want for us to look back on the year and look at the blessings that God has given to us and look forward to the new year and looking forward to seeing God work in the future as well. And so these are pieces that we put into the foundation of our new year so that we can assure that God is with us. God is always with us, but we can be assured that we know we're aware of God's presence, God's ever-presence in our life. So last week, we talked about what? Can anybody tell me? Oh. <laughs> um, I don't remember either. I'm drawing a blank, so that's, you're, that's fair. We talked about co a community, being part of community. So that was last week's topic. This week, uh, there it is, right there, it just jumped out at me. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about prayer as another foundational piece that we put into this foundation. And, and there's going to be a, a point in time where we kind of go back into the gospel lesson a little bit, we just kind of dive into it a little bit and look at uh, some of the things that jumped out at me uh, as we move through today's sermon. But I want us to look back. I, I want us to unpack and, and, and look at the different types of prayers that there are. And these are biblical principles. These aren't things that Pastor Dave has made up. Um, I don't do that. <laughs> uh, these, are, these are biblical ideas and thoughts of different types of prayers. And let's kind of go through some things that I observed as I was doing the studying for today's sermon. The first type of prayer is a special type, a very special type of prayer. It's a prayer without ceasing. Pray without ceasing as it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. What does that look like? You know, I know the kids, their imagination is going to be like, well, we're always on our knees with our hands folded and for all day long. And that's not what that is at all. And we know that. Praying without ceasing means for us to always be in an attitude of prayer. To always have that lifeline open between us and the throne room of God. We're always aware of God's ever-presence in our life. A couple years ago, and I keep mentioning this book, if you have a chance, look it up if, if you haven't seen it. The, the, the book, Every Moment Holy, one of my most favorite books uh, in the world on prayer. There's a prayer in that book for washing dishes. There's a prayer for if you hear a, a siren, you know, a, an emergency siren, uh, there are prayers. For, and the idea of the book is, and, and, if you have a... Sometimes we don't always have the right words to say, right? And we have to, we need some help. It's not to replace our prayers, but kind of help us get started in thinking. And, and so there's, there, um, there are those prayers in that. And it just kind of helps us to understand that God is always there. It's, it's that understanding of keeping that lifeline of prayer open between ourselves and God. It's a wonderful book, Every Moment Holy. Look it up. The next prayer I want us to look at is our prayers we play, pray in the innermost part of our home. The prayers we play, the prayers we pray in our closets. The words of Jesus, Matthew 6, 5. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, 
Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. There is that type of prayer. There are times in our lives that there are things going on that's so private. It's just between us and God that nobody needs to know about but us, right? Those are the type of prayers that we take to God. Or maybe God touched you in a certain way and it's private because it was something that, that, that was just between you and God. God loves to do those things, those little things just between you and God that you don't want to stand up in front of everybody and pray out loud, right? It, it's that the context won't make sense. People won't get it. And so those are prayers with the understanding that God is everywhere, God is just a breath away, as we heard in that song. God is just a breath away, a whisper away. God is always listening. God, who is in private, also hears in private and rewards. There's also another thought that comes to mind as I'm, as I'm preaching. Um, there's a form of rumoring that goes around. You know you're not supposed to talk about people to other people, right? We all know that, right? But sometimes we go to somebody and say, hey, pray for so-and-so because all this stuff's going on in their life. And that was probably shared with us in confidence. You, you follow me? That's rumors. <laughs> Maybe those are the type of prayers also that we pray privately to God and, and ask God for help in those situations. The next prayer uh, I found is, is called a listening prayer where, yeah, we talk. We like to do a lot of talking. And sometimes we talk so much in our prayers that we, you know, we, we do our prayers and we get up and we go about our day. And yet in Matthew 6, 7, Jesus says, when you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they need to be heard they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. I remember as a kid, my grandfather lost him December uh, 2020 of COVID. Um, I remember as a kid, he would talk to Jesus like his best friend. And I used to think he was praying those types of prayers that Jesus was talking against, but that was not the case at all. I would do anything to hear his prayers again. But I remember as a kid, before a meal, oh, I was starving, right after church. We'd all come together as a family after a meal. And, and grand, grandpa and grandma would be there and the whole family and we'd be, and maybe some cousins and uncles and aunts and all. And, and, uh, Grand, my grandfather being the patriarch of the family, he was always going to be, I knew it, he was always going to be the one that was going to be asked to pray. And I would say, oh, don't let grandpa pray, please. Um, that was kind of rude, wasn't it? And he smiled and he did his prayer as if Jesus was his best friend because Jesus was his best friend. And I learned to, as I grew older, to appreciate his prayers. And I knew that he prayed for me. I knew he prayed for me as I was in seminary, being trained to be a pastor of this church. I knew it. I felt his prayers. So the listening prayers, 
God loves to hear our voices. God longs to hear us raise our petitions to heaven. God already knows what we need. He just wants to hear us say it. And God wants to talk back. Be still and know that God is God. That's the directive. Be still and know that God is God. And so the invitation is to create holy space within our prayers to allow the Holy Spirit to talk back. Here in this pulpit, I create holy space for the prayer uh, of confession and also in the pastoral prayer for you to bring your petitions before God and listen, and maybe God has something to say back to you. I like to create that space here in this congregation as well. The next prayer is intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer. When I think about intercessory prayer, I think of these dudes that have a sick friend, and they need to get him to Jesus in a hurry. He had palsy. And you remember this story? How they couldn't get through the crowd, and they peeled back the the roof of Peter's house, and they lowered him down. And Jesus looks up at them, and he looks down at this man on the ground at his feet. And what does the Bible say? When Jesus saw their faith, when Jesus saw their faith, the man in the mat didn't have faith. He was discouraged. He was depressed. He felt like he'd done such a great sin that he didn't deserve healing. He felt that because of his sins, he was in this mat to begin with. And his friends were like, no, 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 no. That is not the case. Jesus will heal you. We know it. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man on the mat, son, your sins are forgiven. And oh, by the way, get up and walk. When we pray on behalf of others, we give God permission to work on their behalf. We create community, a community of love when we intercede for other people. Don't raise your hand, but do you take these prayer lists home to pray over these people? I would urge you to do that. Pray for them. And maybe if the Holy Spirit encourages you or you feel something tugging at you, pick up a phone and call them and say, hey, you know, what's the latest? How you doing? That's why we do this, not to take up paper space is, is for, we, for us to intercede on their behalf. The next prayer is the prayer we pray in public. And I know that's really scary. For this pastor, it was really scary praying up front and in front of all you. It's kind of a vulnerable place to be in. It really is. Um, you're, you're, you're creating a vulnerability when you're praying in public. You're, you're opening your heart to God in front of other people. But it's not just behind the pulpit, but it's, it's also praying in community, praying as groups. Yesterday, your session got together, and we had a prayer meeting over the new year, over the future of this church, over discerning what God wants for this church. And there was a lot of pauses there too, wasn't there? Where we listened for God's voice. We were there an hour. And it felt like it went like that. So that's public prayer. But it can also be kind of intimidating too when, you, when you're doing a public prayer. 
And that's why a lot of the prayers we do here in community, in this church, are responsive. You respond, or it's in the bulletin. It kind of helps us, helps make the prayer that we pray together in congregation a little easier to do. And maybe it gives you some thoughts and some ideas and some words to take into your private prayers afterwards. So sometimes it does help to pray in community. And, uh, you know, hey, listen, some of us are comfortable praying in public and some of us are not, and that's okay. We can pray together. We can pray together. Going back to the community. The next prayer is prayer for, for and with others. Prayer for and with others. I want, I want to encourage you to look around you right now. Who's missing here? Who hasn't been here in a while? Some of you have been here longer than this pastor has. Well, most of you have. <laughs> look around. Who's missing? Can I ask you a favor? Can you reach out to those who are not here and offer to pray for them and with them? You can either do it over the phone or maybe say, hey, haven't seen you in a while. Can I come visit you? Go visit them. Talk to them. Listen to them. Do more listening than talking. That's easy. And then pray with them before you leave. Did you know that your session, going back to this session, we have amazing session, elders, leadership of this church. They have took the initiative to before every service to come and pray over this pastor before the service and over the service and over you before each service every Sunday. And I am very appreciative of that. It brings me, it energizes me because here's the thing. It's not about me. I don't stand behind here just trying to be put on a big show. This isn't a show, right, Kathy Hartwell? No, it's a service. It's worship. And so my job here behind this pulpit, and the reason I need your prayers, even while I'm preaching, is so that I don't get full of myself, and I point you to Jesus. Because that's my goal, is every single Sunday, if I don't lead you to Jesus at the end of the sermon, I haven't done my job right. That's my goal every Sunday, is lead you to Jesus. So your prayers help me get there, and thank you. Finally, there's prayers of praise and prayers of lament. We're going to kind of touch on, on the praise, well, on both, but mostly just touch on the praise because next week we're going to go a deeper, do a deeper dive into praise in our sermon, especially as we're praising God with our songs. So, the last one is prayers of praise and lament. The Psalms is full of prayers of praise and lament. And if you need to find words for what you're going through, you'll find it in the Psalms, I promise. It's packed with beautiful prayers. And sometimes you'll see a, you'll see a prayer in, in the Psalms that starts out as a lament and that ends in a praise. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of neat. It's almost as if uh, the psalmist is 
uh, working it out as he prays, or maybe God just answers a prayer while he's on, on his knees and his eyes are closed. I don't know. But beautiful words, if you need a place to start, I would start with the Psalms as you look. When things are going good in your life, praise God for that. When you feel things not going so well, maybe going sideways in our lives, it's okay to take that to God. When we, when we lament, it's like saying, I want to see the manager, right? You'll see that in the, in the laments. It's, it, in, in, in the book of Job, especially his lament, he's saying, I want to see the manager. I want to see the guy in control. I want to ask him some questions. We got to talk. God is glorified by our praise. God is moved by our tears, our laments. Both are equally important prayers. So bring both to the throne of God. So as we end today's sermon, I have a few questions. There's a place to make doodles on your bulletin. I'm sure you found it. Some things I want you to think about in the coming week. What are some things we can do to improve our prayer life? Individually and collectively as a community. What are some things we can do to improve our prayer life? Have there been times where you acted before prayer and realized that things could have gone a lot much better if things were done in the other way around? Did you understand that question? You acted before you prayed, and then you realized, oh, it would have been much better if I would have prayed first. And then, so have you, have you realized times when that happened? Who is God impressing on your heart right now to reach out to and bless with a prayer? Let us pray together. Loving God, we know you are here. We feel your presence. We feel your spirit. We feel your presence in the songs that we sing, in the choir, in the solos, and, and we feel your presence now. We know you're here. May we remember that in every circumstance, you want to hear from us. Sometimes, God, we get so so bogged down in, in the difficulties of life that we just, it's easier for us to just kind of muddle around in that and not take it to you. And God, for that, we're sorry. Remind us to bring those things to you. And speaking of those things, I know there are people here in this congregation today, there are those watching online that are having a difficult time with life. And so in this place of worship, I create a holy space for each one here to bring their petitions to you. God, in your mercy, Hear our prayers. For we pray these things in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray together. Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.